How many times have you sat around, whether you're a leader or a business owner, and felt like, hmm, I just don't know enough about how to manage my team. I just don't know enough about our product. I just don't know enough about our technology. I just don't know enough about anything sometimes. And that feeling, rather than going out and finding someone who might be able to help, for some reason, we feel like we need to be stuck, that we have to be the ones who come up with the answer. And so we end up stuck more often than not, rather than finding someone who can help us with that and help make our lives easier because we're the leader or the business owner and we need to do it ourselves. We're going to talk about feeling like I'm stuck. I don't know enough about whatever that might be and more on episode 862 of today's antidote. Stay tuned for today's antidote brought to you by the Renegade Success Network. Today's antidote features a healthy dose of thought-provoking insights and information for business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders, and nonprofit professionals. Each day since March of 2020, this program has offered that one thing to help you continue on your own unique pathway to success. And now, Renegades, we bring you Bob Graham and Tom Brush. Do, do, do. Hey, Tom, we're here again. I'm sure there were some people that heard our recorded episode yesterday and thought that last night when we were together for dinner, it could be the end. But not, not so. We had a lovely dinner. Do you think people actually thought that? You never know. It's true. It is true. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks. I had a lovely Good. dinner last night. So I'm I did. We'll get to I'm gonna to get to that on my celebration. Oh, okay. I won't. I won't. Don't ruin it for me. Okay, I'll try not to. All right. All right. So we better get started then. Good morning, everyone, and welcome. For the last two days, Bob and I have recorded this program, and so we apologize for that, I guess, because we didn't get a chance to hear your comments or see your comments and then have a chance to react to them and see how they would impact our show. And yet we're back here today live. So please, comment away. We're looking forward to your thoughts and ideas around our topic this morning. In each morning, we have a specific topic that dives a little bit deeper into our topic of the week. Uh, and this week, our topic is, I'm stuck. And we're going to talk a little bit about, as I mentioned in the episode, in the opening, I don't know enough about something. There should, And that after that, dot, dot, dot should be, and I feel like I should. Or, or I, I have to. Right. Uh, and so as we talk through that conversation, please feel free to share your thoughts and ideas. Because we know that will add value to our show. It might impact someone else's knowledge, experience, and perspective. And that there's the opportunity for us to grow and to learn. Which I kind of think is what life is all about. Is how do we find ways to learn. And it could impact your own perspective as you type it out. I find often when I put words to paper or type out words, I start to have to think about them more in a fashion that makes them congeal. Before you just write them and hit send? Yeah, correct. I know. It seems like with most of what I write, I just write and hit send. But there are times when I actually think about what I write. I didn't say that about you. I know. <laughs> I was just playing with you. Okay. And then at the conclusion of that conversation, Bob and I will each offer our one thing, our today's antidote. That thing that we hope, if you happen to be stuck, uncertain, everything feels like it's complete chaos and out of your control, that this might be the thing that helps you figure out how 
to gain some clarity, confidence, and control and take the next step, whatever it might be, to help you keep moving forward, keep learning, and keep going for the goals that you have set for yourself. So, and of course, if you have a one thing, please feel free to share that as well. Because the way that you say it, someone might actually hear it, even though somebody else has been telling them the same thing over and over. I was at a presentation the other day. It was kind of interesting. I'm going to diverge for a second. So I was preparing. It was it was in another county. And so I was um, sort of putting my stuff together a little bit. Then they had a breakfast and whatever. And this person walked up to me and they were like, well, I'm really glad that you're talking about this topic. And, you know, what, there, here are two challenges that we have out in this area that I hope you're going to have some discussion around and proceeded to tell me uh, exactly what those two challenges were and how they should be shared. <laughs> and I was like, and then they continued to say, you know, it's crazy that you bring somebody in from the outside and now they're the expert and they everyone just listens to everything they had to say. I said, yeah, I understand that. Clearly, this person wasn't going to listen to everything you had to say. <laughs> well, I, I was when they left, I was kind of like, was that a helpful tip? Was that a, like, I don't know why you're here speaking because I could have told them that uh, or what? I just couldn't quite make heads or tails of it. And uh, it was just an interesting conversation before the start of the presentation. So I. Hopefully, the person walked away and was impacted in some way in the way that I shared it. It was, I was trying to sort of pay attention to their demeanor throughout the... You have to be open to it, though, right? I'm sorry? You have to be open to it. If you're in the audience, you have to be willing to consider alternative opinions. You don't have to. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink which would be a really good song in like 1978. You want to go back in time and, and create that, that song? person. Yeah. I know there's, I can't remember much about it unless I thought about it. And yeah. I do remember it. Anyhow, okay. if you would like to share your thoughts and ideas, maybe you're like that person who feels like, why are we talking about it when you are the one who should be on camera podcast speaking about it? please feel free to share that as well. Before we dive into our conversation, though, each morning, as Bob had a prelude to, we share our celebrations. So, Bob, let's hear what you celebrate. Well, first, I'm going to explain why we celebrate. Oh, okay. So much of what we do is difficult. We're testing ourselves. We're going in new directions. We're challenging ourselves. And I think the real important thing is to take a moment to celebrate the actions we take. And by doing that, it sets the stage for, for me at least, a more positive outlook for the day. So I think back to something that I did in the last 24 hours often or 48 hours and go, oh, wow, I did that thing that I've never done before. So, for instance, last night, you and your lovely wife, Liz, the voice artist that does our intro, had dinner with me and someone who is very, very special to me. And that's not something you and I have ever done before. In three plus years, we really haven't. So that was something new for me. And I'm celebrating the step I took, but more importantly, celebrating the fact that three people that mean a lot to me got together and had a fun dinner together and were talking and laughing. And 
I don't know how you felt, but it was kind of awkward for me a little bit because the person I was with knew a lot about you because of this program. So, <laughs> wait, somebody actually pays attention? I know the least likely of people, probably. But it was it was just fun. It was a really nice dinner. And Tom, I will say publicly, thank you so much for paying. That was very very kind and generous. We had a great time. We had a lovely dinner. The filet mignon was really good because. Uh, the salmon was good and, uh, we all, it was really great. And I, uh, I appreciate you making time in your busy schedule. And I think you probably saw a little bit, a different side of me. I have to think a little bit more about that. I don't know. I felt like, I felt like it was a lot like the show is that you got nervous and a little uncomfortable at times because you, because you are so open and willing to share and that there was definitely yes there's definitely so there were moments last night where i'm like boy first of all i don't know who knows what about my life anymore because <laughs> i don't know what's on the show and what's what's with the girlfriend and what's with you and it was like if these people when i went to the bathroom like if these people triangulate they could pretty much know everything inside my soul not everything not that, not that I worry about it because I trust all of you, but it was, it was, it was very, it was fun. And you didn't run your hand through your hair once. Not once. I, I did not. Not, I did not. I just, not. That was why you got up and went to the bathroom. Cause that is the other little tell you have that if you're getting nervous, the bathroom is a, is another move. And I didn't not feel really. like that was why you got up and left. I probably was probably was. Yeah. So, well, it's, it's always, you know, it meant a lot to me. It, introducing someone to you, introducing that you to that someone, you both matter a lot to me. Your wife matters to me. So you always run that risk. And run I haven't done that. I haven't done that in a long time. What's so, the risk? The risk that you won't like her or, or, or that she won't like you or, you know, person will turn out to be a butthead. Hypothetically speaking, I don't have any evidence to support that with you, but it has happened with other people. That they meet me and they think I'm a no, 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 no. Probably pretty true. No. So what are you celebrating? Yes, as I get ready to run my fingers through my hair and head to the bathroom all yeah, at once. Right. <laughs> uh, well, I, I am celebrating a lovely evening last night. It was a lot of fun. It's been a challenge to throw together. Just schedules have been tough, for, especially yes. for for uh, Liz and me over the last probably two and a half months. And so unfortunately we haven't had the opportunity to do it. And uh, it was it was a lovely evening um, and I was it was enjoyable. Look forward to doing it again. Sometime. Okay, awesome. That would be great. And, <clears throat> um, and my other celebration is I, ha I had this presentation yesterday. Um, and I think that it's interesting. We're working and was working with a group of summer interns at UMBC through this Shriver Center. University of Maryland, Baltimore County, one right. of the state schools in the Baltimore area. Yes. For those outside the area. Like to... Yes, true. And uh, so yesterday we had three other speakers came in and um, it was they were wonderful. And I, I really never heard two of them speak. Um, one person I didn't even really know, somebody else who's working with me on this project knew them and, and brought them in. And that was 
talk about change management. It was interesting because students are, the interns are a part of a, a public policy slash nonprofit um, program where they get to sort of understand the landscape and those things and try to make change, try to come up with some solutions that will uh, help organizations, governmental and nonprofit, figure out how to move forward. And the third presenter is somebody who I've known for a while. And I and I never heard her present. And she was so passionate. She was talking a little bit about get, getting the community together and creating change within your community. And she lives in the area um, called Sandtown in Baltimore, which I believe is a little bit southwest of the city. Is that correct? Uh, it's West Baltimore. It's the West area. Baltimore. If you uh, ever saw the TV show Homicide, Life in the Streets back about 20, 25 years, or you saw The Wire, a lot of that is based on uh, a Baltimore Sun reporters' books. About, about the West that area. of Baltimore and Sandtown? What's that? Around Sandtown? Is that where that was from? So Some of that, yeah, that, that general area, like yeah. within a mile or two of that area. So pretty, pretty difficult, socioeconomically challenged area, um, railroad tracks. I actually years ago went into that area and we were picking up hypodermic needles off of a property that uh, I worked for the State Park Service and they were talking about bringing some funding into that area. And we did a tour. I was leading reporters and it was, it was pretty rough. Well, it was interesting to hear. They gave the history of that area and how that area used to be doctors and lawyers and people who could yeah. easily commute into the city or commute to their jobs, very family oriented. And, and how they're, you know, there's some organizations trying to make change in that community and how passionate she was as someone who lives in that area and works in that area or has worked in that area. And it just was fascinating to me, the perspectives that people have, because a lot of all we hear is all of the other, the one we hear one side of it, which is not so flattering. And, and yet I'm not sure once she ever apologized, said you should be concerned about it. It was just like, this is, this is where I live and I'm proud of where I live. And, and it was just a, a refreshing uh, perspective around a community that has other perspectives that are shared around it. And I think that that's, you know, and that there is the belief that organizations and people can get together and change the way it is not only perceived, also the way that it is. And, or I guess mm -hmm. the way that it is and the way that then it is perceived. And I just was, uh, I was very impacted by the presentation, the conversation, and uh, I'm thankful that I got to hear a little bit about that because, you know, a lot of times we don't know all the details about communities and what they have gone through. And I think to hear that and understand it differently was impactful. I think we also turn a blind eye often to communities that don't fit certain profiles or aren't in the areas where we typically visit. We assume the world is the way we see it because we stay in our nice, neat little Yeah, or the way lane. other people tell us. Right. What right. we should do if we end up in that area. Right. And, you know, and there's something that's real about all of that. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's it's beneficial to hear from others whose knowledge experience, pers- knowledge, experience and perspective is a little different from that. So I just, nice. it was something that I really, and it was the last session of the day. And I was like, this is, I'm glad that we did this and this is the way it ended up. And and she's a, a amazing person um, and always uh, appreciates, because she's probably heard me speak five or six times. Okay. Unfortunately, not unfortunately, whatever. And she's just always been very kind in, in the regards to her feedback. And uh, so it was great to have a chance to hear her speak. Nice, nice. Can I jump into the topic now? Sure. Uh, first, though, Ed, Ed has a great comment. Once you label me, you negate me. Ah. That's, 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 that, that's like a mic drop stop the program there's nowhere to go from this kind of comment so thank you for that ed well and it's kind of like a judgment yeah fair is that it's that you know a label is really judging someone rather than really trying to learn and understand them and and i think that's a uh and same with communities right we label communities certain ways yeah you know so thank you for that ed appreciate that all right I'm going to make the uh, awkward Al Roker kind of switch. So turning now to our topic, see how he does that and just like forgets that they just talked about something really serious. And Although Al Roker never qualifies it. That's maybe one of the things, if I could give you some feedback. (laughs) Please, go ahead, Tom. Maybe if you just made that transition without telling everybody that you now are making this transition. Okay. Maybe that's the thing NBC wants to see some growth in before okay. they call right. you. Let me, let me try it again then. Fair enough. So turning now to our topic, we're talking about I'm stuck and I don't know enough about. And so let me give some examples. You gave one or two, but I was thinking of several others. I didn't write them down today, but I had them in my head. I don't know enough about this person I'm going to meet with. They're going to judge me. They're going to think I don't know what I'm doing. They're going to think I'm my price is too high. My price is too low. They're going to compare me to all the other people that do what I do. Um, I don't know enough about the market that I'm trying to be in. I don't know enough about my product or service. You know, I, I've, I've seen this, I've experienced this where it's like, you really don't know enough about that thing you're selling. And I don't know enough about business. I don't know enough about how to sell. I don't know enough about how to keep a client, a customer. I don't know enough about how to build a business so that it can sustain over the years. So all of those are things that can cause us to get stuck. And I think for me, where it really comes to to the challenge is all those things I just said to you, I've experienced at various times in my company's lifespan. Sometimes I experience more than one of those at a time. And when I experience those, it can be very paralyzing because it starts the the imposter syndrome, right? Well, what if someone realizes I don't know enough about about their business? Or I had someone uh, a couple months ago say, well, you've never worked with a lawyer before like this. I can't work with you. I was like, well, I know, no, you know, business is business. I can explain to you business principles. We can apply them to law. And he was adamant that I don't know enough about his particular section of the law. 
And he said that to me. He said, well, you don't understand this type of law. I said, well, I've written about it. I, you know, I've read about it. I've done some background research. He was stuck. And it caused me to be stuck because the more he said to me, the more I started to go, well, maybe he's right. And then I thought, no, that's not, that's not right. But at the end of that whole exchange over a couple of weeks, he and I were both stuck. Sure. He's still in the same situation he's in. And I'm still without him as a client or customer. And so that stuck, that stuck thing really does. It, it gets, it got, it's complicated. And so much of it was in his head and in my head. It wasn't real. And I think that's the thing about, I don't know enough about, because the reality is you and I have said for now three years, if you're a renegade, you're doing something unique, which means you've never done it before, which means by definition, you don't know everything. You can't. And even if you knew everything yesterday, bad news is today is a different day. And anything could change today. You, you've done countless presentations. You go to a presentation yesterday and someone affects you with the presentation. Sounds like someone that you've interacted with several times. Sure. And there's a shift. I don't know if this shift was you were in a mind space where you could hear it differently. I don't know if the presenter presented it differently. I don't know if the lighting was perfect and it lit them up in a way that made it look perfect. There are so many variables, but I think what we, we look as humans for is consistency. We want everything to fall into place and be the same. So what we don't know every day is we really don't know what's going to happen today. You and I really don't know what's going to happen on this program each day. I have no idea. Ed, send another comment. I've, I haven't read it. Here we go. I find that in asking myself, what value does a client hold towards your business? Are they able to afford my business? So there's a question. So let, let me go real time with you on what's going on. We're talking, comment comes in, we bring the comment in, and we find a way to work it into the program. Now, we've done this now hundreds, a couple hundred times, so we're fairly adept at it. But there's no telling what that comment could be, and there's no telling what this program could be. Some days your technology doesn't work. Some days mine doesn't. Some days the topic just doesn't resonate. And you and I find our way through it. And I think the way the way that we can get unstuck from being stuck is just going through it. And I think what gets me stuck when I don't know enough about. Oh, I'm going to say something. I'm never going to hear the end of this. <laughs> do I really want to do it? I didn't even walk you into it. You walked into it. So like, come on. We're open and honest on this show. Share. Share your value. It would be a judgment. Oh, that hurt. Wait, what? I, it would be a judgment. You put something in the water last night. <laughs> um, but that judgment is a, is presupposing, right? Because I've never gone into a situation where I've said, I don't know enough about, and turned around and said, hey, you know what? I'm going into the sales call. I know enough about this because I've done this. I, We've done 861 programs. I could very easily come into the program and be like, I know enough about this. We've done this. We, we could do this half asleep, but we tend not to do that. We tend to choose the stuck side. Well, I think because it's, it's 
because when something happens that we don't expect, it reinforces that we don't know what we, we truly aren't as maybe prepared because we, if we are allowing that challenge to over, overwhelm us, then yeah, we're going to live in the judgment of, yeah, I'm, I don't know enough. Or we just go like, you know what? I know what I know. And when things happen, I'm going to, I'm going to find a way to work through them or I don't. And then I'd be like, okay, how, what did I learn from that? What might I do the next time? You know, it was interesting as you were talking about the, the story with the lawyer. Um, my thought was, I'm going to apologize up front for saying this. Was that you were trying to prove his judgment wrong. He said, you don't know enough about this type of law, so you can't really help me. And you're saying, well, I know, I know this and I know that and I knew that. And I often and I wonder if you had said, you know what? You're right. You're correct. I don't. And here's the thing. You do. My goal is to help you bring out all those things that you already understand that you've forgotten. Or that you know is the way that you want to do it, not the way everyone else is doing it. I'm going to help you discover those things on your own so that you can build a business, a legal business that is one that fits you, not everyone else. So honestly, what I know about that type of law, in my mind, doesn't really matter. You do. And it's your business. And I will never, ever know as much about you and your business as you do. What I can do is help bring that out of you because I can see what you don't see. And I think that's what happens is we, someone judges us and rather than being like, yeah, you know what? You're correct. I don't. Here's the thing though. What I do know is about how to, how to bring out the best in people, how to ask the questions that help them discover some new perspectives or some new knowledge that they really had, they just hadn't contemplated. And I think human nature is when someone says something like this to us is that we judge it, that we feel like we're being judged. And our response is, no, you're wrong in your judgment. I'm going to prove to you that your judgment is incorrect. I agree with you. But I think here's the challenge. You agree, but? Yes, I agree. And but. here's okay. the challenge. And, okay. And the challenge is, if I'm in the selling situation. Okay. Okay. So I'm the seller in this scenario with this lawyer. I'm presenting to him, I have a solution to a problem he has. Mm -hmm. If I'm providing the solution, I think most of us would think that we have to know what we're doing to provide that solution. And the sales process is often about convincing a person that we know what we're doing. Oh, so you're trying to change a judgment rather than just be to go with it. Here's the thing. Who has the solution? Well, I'd like to think collectively he and I would come up with a solution. He has expertise and knowledge and I have expertise and knowledge. And when I work with people, typically the solution comes from us pooling 
our intellectual resources and our knowledge and experience so that we could say, oh, you know that. I know this. Or they say something like, you know, my lawyer friend is doing this and it really works well. It's like, oh, well, that's really interesting. That might not work in your case. But based on that knowledge, this other thing might work really well for you because I hadn't realized that. Right. I don't know. I think there's I think there's the opportunity to. And again, it depends on what role you're playing for this person. I think. Are you being a consultant? And if you're being a consultant, yes, your job, I think, is to help share with them techniques that you've applied, you've seen, that you believe will work for them. Without right. knowing all you could ever know about them. One of the challenges of being a consultant. Is, yeah, you might understand a strategy that works in some scenarios, mm -hmm. even maybe many scenarios doesn't necessarily mean that that's that it's going to work in that scenario. And I think that's the challenge we run. If you're a coach, our job is to help them find solutions because they know themselves, their business right. sure, way better than we do. So, but you are bringing them strategies. I mean, at the workshop you did yesterday, I'm sure you brought up some strategies and said, you know, here are some things that that work in these cases, and maybe this works for you or not. Something for you to consider. Sure. Right. Right. Yes. Th that is different than saying you should do this. No, I'm not. No, I'm not saying that to a person. I, I'm, I'm saying, hey, have you considered this? Correct. Although... You know, it's interesting is the first word that that hit me. I did not see a coaching session coming out of this morning. Was Damn, I hate this show. <laughs> this is sales. This is sales, yes. What if it's it's helping people find solutions? What if you, instead of saying I'm in a sales call, I'm just I'm in an opportunity to share my value. Not sales that I have to find and you said that I'm the one providing the solution. We can go back and listen if you want. Uh, no, I, I and I'm also I'm I'm making the point because I think many of us fall into this trap. Sure. And and the trap is I have to have all the answers. Yes. And I think that's what happens in the evolution of someone in the sales process is they go from hi I'm Bob and I'm selling widget X. You need widget X because I saw that your storefront doesn't have a widget X and you really need a widget X in your storefront. To hey I'm Bob. Tell me about your business. Hey, have you ever considered widget X? Because I've got some other businesses similar to yours that are buying widget X. To hey I'm Bob. What's going on? How you been? It's great talking to you again. So what are your big challenges? Oh, really? Oh, you're looking for Widget Z. I don't sell Widget Z, but I know my friend Tom. You should talk to Tom. He's got a Widget Z that you might like. And after you get Widget Z and figure that out, hey, who knows? You might have a day where you need Widget X. Keep me in mind. Or maybe you have a friend that needs Widget X. That's the evolution that my business has gone through over the years. Very in an oversimplification of the highest order. Okay. And that, I want to jump in with Ed's comment, not only because it'll stop this, <laughs> the avalanche of fun. 
Um, Ed says, are they simply overthinking on something that's in their imagination? Possible. Uh, possibly. Or, or it could be at times, I think people are thinking about something for the first time. You know, I've, I've been on calls with people where they're trying to help me figure out a solution to a challenge and they bring up things I didn't know. Like I've got a flooring person coming to look at my floor today. It could very well be that they're going to say to me, hey, um, we've worked on condos like yours. You're going to have to put in a subfloor or it's concrete underneath. I have no idea what I'm in for. And so when they say, oh, it's concrete underneath. I don't know what that's going to do for my plans for laminate flooring. So they're going to give me information. That's going to be like, oh, shoot, what's this mean? Oh, that's going to cost more. That's going to be different than what I was expecting. I thought you could just pull the carpet, boom, put it down, and we're good. Two hours, thank you very much. Pick your, pick your color. Here's the price. It could very well be, hey, this is a major thing. Like getting windows for my condo required me to go to the condo association and get their approval. Didn't know that. That came through the sales process where the person's like, hey, I don't know if you know this, but I've done some work here before and you're going to have to get them to approve it. And they're only going to approve things that are white. Okay, no problem. That was information. So at that moment, my first reaction was, I don't know enough about what I'm buying. However, I had this person who knew enough about what I was buying, enough that they even knew the name of the person at the condo association that I needed to talk to. Which? So this wasn't just, oh, we do this all the time. This was like, you have to call this person and talk to her, which gave me comfort. Because suddenly this person not only is filling the gap in knowledge that I have, but they're doing it in a way that makes it easy for me. So they're solving a problem for me that I didn't know I had. And that was before I signed the contract. So that built trust and likability. Sure. Uh, you know, and I think it's, it's, it's just interesting that they only knew that once they explored it because they had some experience in that area. Really had nothing to do with flooring. Nothing. It had to do with policy and procedures. Because it wasn't about the type of flooring you wanted. It wasn't about the... You know, again, to go back to your legal discussion, it wasn't about the type of law they were practicing. It wasn't about it was about something that they just happened to know, having worked in the area. And so there's the opportunity that when we're talking with people who are judging whether we can help them or not, they don't necessarily understand all of those things that we know that have nothing to do with the thing that they're trying to do. Like in that situation, nothing to do with the type of law they served, they provided. Right. It only had to do with something that they knew, you knew, because of other things. That, because they were looking for someone who only understood this type of law, right? there's a pretty good chance that they may not have seen that because they had the same perspective as this person did. And I think that's the challenge, is that whether it's we don't believe we know enough or someone else doesn't believe that we know enough based on their perspective, of who we are and what we know. Well, you're not a lawyer in this field. How could you help me with my business? Well, because you're, sometimes your business has absolutely nothing to do with the law that you practice many times. And I know a few things about business because I've talked with business owners, I've run a business that hmm, you might be surprised I can help you figure out. 
Let me give you an example of something not knowing our business. So here's a comment from Daryl. Thank you, Daryl. This is brilliant. I presume he's talking about the show. I run the fastest moving video marketing agency on the planet. So I hope you guys will connect with me because I want to collaborate with you. What I would say to that is he clearly doesn't know what we're talking about this morning. And he's not fully understanding how we approach things because if you've spent much time with our program, you probably recognize that we would not just jump into a partnership like that based on a lovely uh, post like that. Is that a judgment on your part? I, it is uh, just like his judgment that he's got the fastest moving video markets, marketing agency on the planet. Maybe he does. I, I don't even know what that means. How? I just don't. So, so there's the opportunity to learn rather than judge. So if I I'm don't just, know enough just, about what Daryl is up to, and I'm not sure Daryl knows enough about what we're up to. And therein lies the issue. Correct. And so I'm going to do this, and I apologize up front, which is not really Go an ahead. apology. I'm paying for my dinner. <laughs> you put that up there because you judged that he had no idea what we were talking about and in a way to show that as an example. Maybe there was the opportunity to say, hmm, this is interesting. I'd like to learn a little bit more rather than judge what his intents are. Intent is in the moment. Fair. Do you have your one thing, Tom? I do. Good. I'm do so you? happy. Do no. you? <laughs> no. I, uh, go ahead. I I'll, I'll follow you. So one of the things that anytime I hear someone use the word enough, and it's usually around, I don't know enough, I don't have enough. And, and I my immediate thought is enough for whom? You have what you have. And why can't that be enough for you? Which is all, in my mind, that really matters. Others will figure out whether it's enough for them or not. That's not up for me to decide. I don't. I shouldn't worry about that. Probably shouldn't use the word shouldn't, but... Why are we worried about that? We know what we know. And, and instead of trying to address everybody's judgment, we just keep sharing our value and seeing what happens based on that. And we believe that what we know is at least enough for the moment for us. And if we are open to it, there are always opportunities to learn so that we don't just, it's not just enough for the moment that we are gaining so that, that we are adding all the time to our knowledge, experience, and perspective that allows us to continue to grow and that others may see that and find the value in what we have to offer. I like that. And yours? I think I continue to get stuck on these things sometimes. Have we, as we've shown in this program at least twice, once hypothetically and once really. So it's it's not... It's not uncommon. You're not the only person out there going through this. We, we, I think we all stumble into this. You know, uh, I, I, I see it with people when they're trying to come up with their elevator pitch. You know. Because um, they're worried about being judged. Right. Rather than just sharing, here's the value that I have and see what happens. Right. Correct. So. Oh, boy, I'm so happy this episode's come to a close. We could continue it if you'd like. No, no, this has been great. <laughs> Enjoyed every single second of it.
Fair enough. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you, Edward and Daryl, for your comments and your input. We appreciate that because it adds value to our show. And if you happen to be listening to the podcast and uh, there is no opportunity to comment anywhere, we would encourage you to come join us in our Sculpt Your Business from Chaos and Confusion to Confidence and Control, uh, where you can share your thoughts and ideas there. And while you're there, you might actually pick up something from someone else that helps you figure out how to take your next step. Because you may actually hear this concept that others have been telling you all the time. So we look forward to seeing you inside of that group. If not, we will see you tomorrow morning, 7 a.m.-ish Eastern time, for our next episode of Today's Antidote. Hey, I think the whole point of today's program is that the more you embrace the renegating you, the more your value is going to be exposed, and the more you're going to feel comfortable in what you're doing and how you're helping people. So with that in mind, embrace the renegating you. It's so worth it. Yes, it is. And um, go out and enjoy your day. If you happen to be struggling with this, if this is something that this this resonated with you, let are you talking to me now? <laughs> that's Maybe bad. that's something for you to choose. Uh, feel free to reach out to Bob or I. Me talk to Tom because <laughs> we might be able to help. Might as well you. just get it out in the open. Who's going to talk to me about this right now? <laughs> you have a different perspective than they do. And in that conversation, you might be able to share value that I can't. Either way, there's an opportunity for us to help you maybe figure out how to take your next step in this challenge. Or you can become part of our Renegade Success Network where we're helping people figure those things out all the time. They're gathering as a group. We're helping them find accountability and we're helping them figure out the next step to the challenges that they have. If you'd like to learn more about that, go to renegadesuccessnetwork.com and you can't, or reach out to Bob or me, and uh, we can fill you in with further details. All right, everyone, thanks so much for being with us today. Enjoy your day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Have a great rest of the day. I forgot how we close. Sorry. Hey, join Bob as he learns how to sculpt his business. That's right. He's trying to get from chaos and confusion to confidence and control. With the handy help of Tom Brush, he's going to figure out how to be more efficient, more skilled, and how to not fall into the same traps he keeps falling into in every program. You could join with him. You could join with him and discover with him. You could join with him and learn from him. It's all possible if you go to our Sculpture Business program. Go to Renegade Success Network. Yeah, RenegadeSuccessNetwork.com. I thought I lost a word, and now I got a cat. Who's hit my microphone? <laughs> Go to RenegadeSuccessNetwork.com or contact Tom or Bob or my cat, Sam Hunt, who clearly wants to be involved in the end of the program.